Hey guys, this is Jane, and you're listening to episode 27 of Tacos and Tales. Tacos and Tales, a deliciously scary podcast for the taco enthusiast. I'm Liz, and this is my little sister, Jane. Hey guys, how are y'all doing today? Hope everybody's having a terrific turnip Tuesday. How's this pollen treating you? Anybody affected by the pollen out there? (laughs) (laughs) Can you hear us? I've had, like, this little cough and phlegm for like a month. And all brought to you in part by the pollen of Texas. But I I feel like it has to do with also with the fact that there aren't that many bees. And like they're, they're you know, like there's there an overabundance of pollen. Mm-hmm. Because they're not there to collect it. The pollinators. Mm. Pollinators. Have you ever seen that movie? No. The bee movie? Oh, yeah. Pollinator. <laughs> 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 oh but I mean, it makes sense if there's not like a pollinator. <laughs> if there's not like a lot of bees to disperse and impregnate flowers with pollen. Yeah, I kind of think it still also has something to do with the fact that all of the chemical plants in Houston combusted. Right. There were like two separate instances. I just feel like that's kind of weird. Right, if you keep up with the right the news, the national news, and here down here in the south in H Town, we had two chemical plants that, um, basically exploded. They, yes, they actually did explode. Not basically, they did. They did, and you know, ever since the fires, that next like two days is when at work we couldn't stop coughing. And like coffee and coffee and coffee, and I work pretty close to those refineries. Yeah. Yep. Things that make you go, hmm. So we're all being slowly killed by the environment. That's okay. We deserve <laughs> it. <laughs> so, before we were recording, we were chit chatting with our dad, and he was telling us a little bit about his family history. And <laughs> he told us a story that kind of was kind of creepy. You want to tell it what it was? <laughs> well, we were just talking about, like, um, apparently he had, like, all of these siblings, and a couple of them, unfortunately, um, passed away in different circumstances. And so I'm not sure if it was, like, his cousin or his brother, but apparently this man fell from, was building onto his house, and he fell, and for five months he was... Not able to speak or yeah. really anything. He said that he was just breathing. Yeah, so he was like paralyzed or yeah, something. Yeah, like just... P- possibly maybe even brain dead. Oh, yeah. You maybe. know? And it's kind of hard to, you know, get the full story. Yeah, because this, this happened back in the day and, you know, back in El Salvador. And so... Anyway, so the man ends up passing away. Um... And, and when he passed away, his children were really upset because they said that all they needed, all that somebody needed to do was 
cut off his finger and it would cure him. And that was just so creepy because we were like, why? And Liz's interpretation of that was because... Well, I said, what if they felt that the devil was holding on to him, holding on to his finger, and that's why he was paralyzed and unable to speak? And so in their minds, if they would cut off that finger, then that would have severed that tie with whatever was oppressing him. I don't know, it's weird. And so then as we went on with the story, we were thinking about how... How could they have... Yeah, where did those superstitions or um, kind of off-color beliefs come from? Right. I feel like they have to come from somewhere. Right. I don't know. All I know is that when he when, when he said that that they said that they should have cut off the finger his finger, I got chills. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's just a little story that we that we'd um share with you guys. Do you guys have any weird stories from your parents? That's great. Just kidding. Send them in and we can talk about them on air. Um I feel like some people have kind of like well, I don't know if my story's good enough to be on. You guys, we want to hear everything. So just share with us, and if it's stupid, then we'll probably tell you. No, we won't. I will. But I do. I don't know if you're aware, but we're like 12 downloads from 5,000. Oh, my. <laughs> I caught Jane mid-yawn. Oh, my. And it's not that I'm sleepy, it's that I'm thirsty and also sleepy. And hot, because once again, we're in Texas and we have to turn off the AC when we're recording. <laughs> we're going to have to start recording our podcast early, early in the morning before <laughs> the sun comes up. When summer comes around. Yeah, but we're, excuse me, we're almost less than 15 from $5,000. That's so awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, send to your friends, your mom, your grandma. Just... Keep listening, and we appreciate you guys spending your day with a little bit of Liz and Jane. Well, uh, let me just go ahead and get into my story, or did you want to go first? No, please. Okay, cool. So, my story comes from Mexico. Mexico. And it is a story of La Planchada. Or, The Ironed Lady. Now, when I first saw this story, I thought it had to do with a woman that had been, like, squished to death. Because blanchada means iron, so, you know, like, flattened. So I thought I was in for, like, something very weird and different. Um, And the story doesn't disappoint, but it's not about a woman that was flattened. So, a nurse by the name of Eulalia worked at the Juarez Hospital in Mexico in the 1930s. She was a really talented nurse who was loved by all her patients. She took a lot of pride in her appearance, making sure her uniform was as clean as possible and perfectly ironed. Things took a turn when a young, attractive doctor joined the staff. Of course. (laughs) Eulalia and the doctor began seeing each other socially, and of course, it didn't take long for them to fall for each other. Boo. 
The doctor was smitten and asked for Eulalia's hand in marriage. A few weeks later, the doctor left to attend a seminar. Much to Eulalia's surprise, he did not return the following week as he said he would. Another week passed and still nothing. She was beginning to get very scared that something bad had happened to her love. Several weeks passed. Several weeks passed and finally they received a letter from the doctor. He was okay and he was safe. He had fallen in love with the woman in town and married her. <laughs> Eulalia was so overcome with sadness that she began not to care about the career she once loved. She started neglecting her patients so much that one of them died. The guilt of that, coupled with the grief of a broken heart, caused her to become very ill and ultimately die in the hospital she loved so much. Shortly after she died, the hospital staff started to see a nurse in the emergency area. The nurse would then turn and glide down the corridor, glowing and never touching the ground. They started calling the apparition La Planchada, because she was always seen wearing a crisp white uniform. Then the patient stories started. Those who were in the ward where she died, those who were in the ward where she died and appear to be neglected, will miraculously wake up stronger and well enough to be moved to less intensive care rooms. When asked how they feel, they say better. A nurse came in last night and healed me. But the nurses all say that nobody was in that ward. Well, I guess that's why the patients are neglected if nobody was in that ward. <laughs> Not now, let's see. Nurses who fall asleep at their post are said to have been woken up by a gentle pat on the head. Duke. Those who have seen her say they think that she cannot move on because she feels guilty about the death of her patient. As with all the stories, there are several versions. One says that she was actually a cruel mean nurse who abused her patients, and so she's condemned to take care of patients for eternity. Another version says Eulalia was never engaged to the doctor. This version states that he rejects her advances and marries the woman he was already engaged to. She then takes her disappointment and anger out on the patients, resulting in several of them dying. Ooh. So as I kept on searching and searching the story... I was actually able to find a version that is even older than this one mm -hmm. that dates back to the Mexican-American War in 1847. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so because of the grueling nature of the war and the care of all the wounded soldiers, the nurses became extremely exhausted to the point where they all fell asleep. They awoke with a start only to find that all the soldiers had been tended to. When they asked who took care of them, they all described the same beautiful woman with blue eyes, blonde hair, and a perfectly starched white uniform. Nobody knew who she was or where she came from. Ooh. And that is the story of La Planchada. That's the interesting. Iron Lady. I kind of feel like Grandma Dina told us that story. 
I don't know. I had never heard that story. That's weird. Mm. That's. I even found a story a little more recent, and it was from a clinic in Mexico, and it had to do with a patient that was going to be discharged then the following day, and they needed to have something replaced, a serum. I don't know what that means. And so when they got to the patient the next morning, the serum had already been changed, but nobody had knew who had done it. So they all said, oh, la planchada. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can't claim medical pra- malpractice <laughs> if it's la planchada. <laughs> Did you hear... <laughs> Where did you keep? I didn't really keep up with it, but I heard something about some congresswoman or senator who said something about nurses that they shouldn't be paid more because a lot of the times they're just playing cards. No, no. I'll I'll look it up. I don't know. What the crap? Oh my gosh! I have the utmost respect for like nurses and paramedics. <laughs> that you were going to play the clip, like an audio file. <laughs> No, it says Re- Republican State Senator oh. Maureen Walsh. Republican State Senator Maureen Walsh apologized on Monday after facing a backlash for comments she made debating a bill that would provide uninterrupted meal and rest breaks and mandatory overtime for nurses and certain health care employees. Walt sh- Walsh? Walsh said last Tuesday on the Senate floor, by putting these types of mandates on a critical access hospital that literally serves a handful of individuals, I would submit to you those nurses probably do get breaks. They probably play cards for a considerable amount of the day. What the heck? (sighs) What is wrong with people? So, she has received about 1,700 decks of cards. After saying that they, quote, probably play cards for a considerable amount of the day, unquote. What an idiot. Piece of work. (sighs) If you're listening to Tacos and Tales, you're up in the (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That reminds me of that video. Have you seen that video? Like a claymation of a little little naked man. No. He's like, hey, hey. Or like, I see you looking at my butt. No! That's weird. (laughs) So funny. It's like so weirdo. Oh, the first time I saw it, I watched it like four times. And then he's like, I feel like I can be myself around you. (laughs) What the hell? If y'all know what I'm talking about, then if y'all don't, I'll see if I can not. I don't know. <laughs> Post it or something. It's so funny. I love it. Hey, that's what it's called. Hey, stranger. So, do you want to tell us your story? Well, without giving any spoilers, um, I did go see Infinity War. <laughs> without giving any spoilers, I did go see The Avengers this weekend, and it was amazing. And I know that we were talking about yesterday... Um, the resurgence or the, I don't know what the word would be, but yeah, the resurgence of um, females in superhero roles. And I just thought it was, it's so cool to see 
you know, girls in mm-hmm. in the forefront of um, like, superhero movies. Right. Like, not as a sidekick or as a supporting. Right. So, I was thinking about it, and I was like, well, what about women in folklore and mythology? And I actually found a couple. So, I just wanted to share a couple. Indian, from Indian mythology, Draupadi, who was born from fire after, um, after a war. She's featured in the Mahabharata, which is one of the epics, um, Indian epics, uh, where there's a war over, obviously, land, and, um, they want win in favor of Drona, who is the third incarnation of Brahma, and basically this, uh, droppity person kind of defies everything that women were supposed to be in that time, so that was pretty cool. Um, there's Anath, which is from ancient Semitic mythology. She was the goddess of love and war, um, and her brother was the storm god, Baal. Um, there's also Hell, which I think that we've also, that we've already talked about. Hell? Is that from Norse? Uh-huh, from Norse mythology. The, um, ruler of the underworld. No, I don't think we talked about We talked about, um, the wife of, um, what's his name? Odin. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, there's, um, Hell, H-E-L, um, who is the ruler of the underworld in Norse mythology, she judged the dead, and... And it was a woman. Mm-hmm. So anywhere that she goes, she literally brings the end of the world with her. Wow. So I just thought it was interesting, just a couple of little uh, fun facts, if you will. Oh, no. Yeah, that is interesting. So that leads me to my story today for today, um, and it is the indelible Medusa. <laughs> she prances out. <laughs> so, uh, Medusa takes a bow. <laughs> Medusa is from Greek mythology. She was born a Gorgon, uh, which is a term commonly referred to for the three sisters who had hair made of venom and venomous snakes. Unlike her sister, she was um, mortal, and she was said to be absolutely beautiful, and all of the men wanted her. So one day she was in Athena's temple, and she was raped. By Zeus. By Zeus. And because he wanted her to have his child, obviously, because she was so beautiful. And so Athena came to the temple and was like, how dare you defile my temple? Oh, never mind that your husband raped her. uh Uh-huh. And so so Athena punished her by making her hideous and making her gaze turn turn men into stone. Huh. However, I was reading this um, different, like, point of view on Medusa. And is actually pretty interesting how most people think that Athena turned Medusa into a um, an ugly person as punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was more of like she was trying to protect her. Because men always leered at Medusa and wanted her and 
you know, would do anything at all costs to get with her. Hmm. Uh-huh. But when, you know, when that happened, everybody expected Athena to punish her. And so instead of doing something that, you know, could kill her or whatever, she kind of gave her that power, if you will, to turn men into stone. Okay. Like, um... Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know how I'm trying to describe it. Mm-hmm. Like a curse, but... Yeah. So I thought that was... Like, this is for your own good. Uh-huh. So the temple was given to her as the gift of life, the ability to protect herself and her daughter. This is why Medusa's image was used to signify women's shelter and safe houses. Medusa oh. means guardian and protectress. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, Who, so who's Medusa's daughter? Medusa's daughter? Uh-huh. Uh, Danae, I think. Danae. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have to get back to you on that one. But, yeah, I just thought it was a different point of view on okay. the story of Medusa. Sounds like... Uh, and how, how she turned men to stew. Sounds like Athena's trying to make herself look like the good guy. I mean, yeah, if you think about I mean, it, I, I, I it's sure. her. Uh-huh, it's her husband. Yeah, but... And she's had to do something. Right. I love Greek mythology. Me too. Did y'all so watch? Convoluted. Remember when we used to watch? And did y'all out there watch Hercules? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you were saying, they need to come out with something good that has to do with Greek mythology. Because I feel like within the past like ten years or so, they've kind of tried to come out with a few mo- movies uh-huh. about Greek mythology. Like they redid Clash of the Titans, mm-hmm. which was okay. They did Gods and something else. Oh my god, that was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. With that guy with the big face and the weird lip. Uh-huh. And everybody thought he was hot from 300. Okay, I think I heard him up. With the, yeah. What's his name? He always plays a bad guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's his name? I feel like I... Something with an S. Or an E. Gods and something? Yeah, but... If if there are any uh writers out there, <laughs> can you please whip up a good, really good Greek mythology? Gods of Egypt. A really good mythology series. Amazon, Netflix, hello. <laughs> oh yeah, Netflix. At Netflix. Well, I don't know. I think I think for something like that, it would be Amazon. Because I kind of feel like Amazon's content is a little bit more refined. Mm-hmm. Like a little bit more yeah. um, sophisticated. Sophisticated, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I hear you. Or Paramount. Their their streaming service or their channel or something. Their oh. shows are supposed to be really good. Hmm. I hadn't heard of that. Well, y'all, La Llorona has been out now for what? Two weeks. Two weeks. What do we y'all think? Still what haven't think? seen it. If you've seen it, let it comment on our post and let us know what you think about it. I don't know if I'm going to go see it. I'm not. Probably wait till it comes out on DVD. <laughs> yeah. Not even on demand. Yeah, because, I don't know. That whitewashed, watered down. She's not even crying. Oh, yeah, that's what we were talking about the other day. 
that she's like Macy Hobbs. But she should be like sobbing, like wailing. Yeah. Macy Hobbs. Wow, that was really good. Wow, thank you. <laughs> Anybody needs any voice acting? One Reach of me my... at a at. <laughs> One of my coworkers went to see it, and she said it was good. I don't know though. I don't know. I just I feel some type of way about it. But once we do decide to see it, we'll let y'all know what we think. Yeah. So I think we can take some time for a taco break. Oh, it's been a long time. Been so long. <laughs> been a long time since a rock and roll. Wow, they're gonna kick us off with Podbean. Been a long time since I taco roll. <laughs> Remember taco rolls from school? Did y'all have taco rolls at school? Which was basically a burrito. Mm-hmm. A little fried burrito with beans and cheese. We sure were good. Mm-hmm. I loved school lunch. So, um, I, I think we were talking about the other day about puffy tacos from our neighbor San Antonio, home of the puffy taco. Yeah, I can't believe we haven't talked about them. I yet. know. Well, I actually don't even know if I've even had one. I have never. But the ba- but the gist of it is, um, it begins with a ball of masa flattened into a thin round, um, circle. <laughs> A thin round. What are those things? It's like round, but then it's like continues to be round. (laughs) That's fried to a golden crispiness. The masa puffs up a bit, which is how the moniker Puffy Taco came into play. Hmm. And they stuff it with ground taco meat, shredded lettuce, diced tomatoes, and shredded cheese. Hmm. So it's basically like... I would say it's more of a novelty than, like, a traditional, like, Mexican dish. Well, I think it's more, like, a staple of San Antonio. Because I think that the, the the only place, or the very first place where puppy tacos um, were sold or whatever. Originated? Yes, originated, thank you, is San Antonio. That sounds really good, though. Um, Can I you feel make some puffy tacos? It sounds like I would taste one. It kind of sounds like it would taste like a um, like a gordita from <laughs> Taco from Taco Bell. <laughs> I think we just lost all any San Antonio. <laughs> Come listeners. back, friends. <laughs> yeah, so if you have a chance to have a puffy taco, don't pass it up. <laughs> Please send your puffy taco tails to <laughs> at tacos and tails. Please send any puffy taco pics you might have. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But anyway, so that concludes our taco, taco break. break. Alright guys, well, we're going to let you guys go today. Um, Like we said, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, please share with one friend and then invite another friend to go eat tacos and then invite a third friend for drinks and make them all pay for (laughs) 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 we thank you guys so much for your support and we hope you have a safe and fun Cinco de Mayo and we'll talk to you guys next time 
Yep, and if you haven't, make sure that you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Tacos and Tales Podcast and on Twitter at Tacos and Tales. Follow us on IG, guys, for your fill of funny taco memes. Goodbye and good night.